Hi, I'm Anna-Claire Harper, and you're listening to The Return, property and investment podcast, sharing insights and information on key topics from real estate technology to sustainability. Feel free to get in touch or follow recent news by connecting on LinkedIn, Anna-Claire Harper. Hi, and welcome to The Return, property and investment podcast. I'm Anna, and today I'm going to be talking about what residential property investors need to know about sustainable investing. And there's a reason that I've covered this in a couple of episodes now, and there's more coming. My personal view is there is no escaping the importance of sustainability in the 2020s in any investment sector. Globally, ESG investing, which is environmental, social and governance investing, is now worth $30 trillion in assets under management each year. It's around a quarter of all professionally managed assets. And I think it's more relevant now than ever because of the shock imposed by COVID. It was this high impact, low probability shock that no one anticipated, but had a huge impact on everyone. And in a way, this has really strengthened the case for prioritising people and planet, as well as just profits. And the other thing that COVID has done is it's illustrated the power of collective action to tackle global problems. The thing is that many UK residential property investors aren't really aware of how significant this trend will be for them through the 2020s. So if you are a residential investor, you need to consider, well, firstly, why it's so important to you over the coming decade. Secondly, what sustainable property investing actually means. And then crucially, what the big issues and what the main opportunities are, because these will fundamentally affect your risks and returns. For some of the investors that we work with, it's kind of coming at the right time because sustainable investment aligns really well with their personal values and what they want to pass on to the next generation. But for other people, the unprecedented and growing demand for sustainable or ESG investing will just seem like a bit of a marketing fad. It kind of doesn't really matter which perspective you're coming from. The reality is it's important. But why? Well, This is quite a bold statement, but I'm going to say it anyway. Personally, my view is that sustainability will be one of the major determinants of property value through the rest of the 2020s. So whether you care about it or not, it's going to affect you financially. The UK's legally binding commitment to achieve net carbon zero by 2050 means that now sustainability is not a nice to have. We have a legal obligation and it's showing up in the form of new rules, regulations and best practices that are affecting all sectors that contribute to emissions. And if you look at the facts, 40% of UK emissions come from households. This means that basically the chance of having more regulations and more policies around the environmental performance of residential property is more likely than not. And these new regulations will not just affect your ability to operate in a way that is compliant by complying with those new regulations, but they also fundamentally change the value, the performance and the risk associated with your investments. But let's take a step back. A lot of people ask me, what is sustainable residential property investing? And it's not that clearly defined anywhere. But basically, there's an overwhelming range of different definitions, different tools, different resources and frameworks on the broad topic of sustainable investing. And this, I think, can be a bit unhelpful. There's so many different ways that you can approach it. And there's so many different ways of looking at things, measuring things and defining things. So I'd rather just kind of keep it pretty simple. Sustainable property investing is at its core. It's about making profits from property 
buying, building and improving bricks and mortar assets, but also having positive ESG impacts, or at least without having negative impacts. It's not charity. It's not about sacrificing profits. And it's not traditional investing where you're purely focused on profit or making a quick buck without caring for other people or for the world we live in. So it's somewhere in between those two. Instead, it's focused on you know, creating this long-term competitive financial returns, but also having positive, crucially measurable externalities. And these impacts can range from improving the affordability of housing for local key workers to reduce emissions associated with heating or cooling homes. So what about the issues and the risks? Well, the residential property market is dominated at the moment by individual investors or small private companies. 94% of UK property investors were individuals in 2018. And in 2016, 93% of residential property investors owned four or fewer properties. Now, this has changed since with all the new regulations that have come in, but it is a relevant point. It hasn't changed that much. There's still a hugely fragmented housing stock. The other thing is that over 75% of UK housing stock was built before building regulations actually required insulation. So this means there's a significant proportion of the housing we have that will need to be improved in order to align with the direction of government policies, which is reduced emissions. The fragmented nature of housing ownership and the age and the quality of housing stock as well as the cost of change, could create major challenges for current property investors. The reality is that the cost of retrofitting older, less environmentally friendly properties is pretty high. It is also likely that there will be subsidies or grants available in the future to support the transition to a greener housing market. But until then, for your new acquisitions, consider that EPC rating upfront. So that's your energy performance certificate. You need to consider that upfront before or while you're buying something, or at least to factor in the cost of transition to a higher rating band such as A to C. And since April 2018, it's been illegal to grant a new tenancy on properties with an energy performance certificate rating below E. Then since the 1st of April 2020, it's been illegal to continue letting such property unless you've got an exemption. So this minimum standard is expected to increase over the coming years as the UK government strives to meet the legally binding commitment I mentioned earlier to achieve net carbon zero. And the result of this is that less environmentally friendly properties will increasingly be worth less in terms of their ability to deliver cash flow. Greener properties are increasingly worth more. So what about your existing portfolio? Well, if you haven't already started to consider how the shift to a more sustainable society could affect your value, you need to start now because the direction of government regulations basically creates little doubt that environmental performance will impact your ability to sell or to rent out properties. But what about the opportunities that you can use to capture value? Well, if you're anything like the kind of investors that I've worked with throughout my career, then it's likely that what you want is cash flow, you want to protect and you want to grow your wealth, and you want to avoid excess risk or hassle. The sustainability agenda could, if it's approached right, enhance your ability to achieve each of these. So looking through the lens of how sustainability will affect future cash flows, value preservation and value growth, let's dig into all of that. On future cash flows, so your cash flow as a property investor is rent less costs. These costs include the cost of finance, management and maintenance. 
more sustainable investments can have better cash flows. And that's because provided it's clearly explained to them, tenants should be willing to pay higher rents for the privilege of lower heating bills that come with more environmentally friendly properties. The other thing is that providing quality affordable homes to the type of tenants who will benefit the most from them, for example, young families or key workers, generally reduces void periods. Families typically stay longer and key workers keep their jobs through market cycles. So both tenant types enable you to access strong long-term returns whilst doing good. On the cost base associated with your cash flow, more sustainable investments can also come up trumps, although they don't always. With the advent of green mortgages, finance costs are becoming cheaper for investors with more sustainable properties. Maintenance costs can also be cheaper for more efficient properties. For example, by eliminating the cost of repairing, replacing and insuring gas boilers. The other less direct point affecting future cash flows is that investing sustainably encourages more people to want to work with you. Tenants want landlords, suppliers want clients and banks want borrowers who do good. In short, there's basically good karma and there are positive marketing benefits that create more potential profit for the risk and effort associated. On protecting your wealth, that second goal, many investors want to build or to protect a legacy to pass on wealth to future generations. Regulatorily compliant, environmentally efficient properties that people want to live in, where they want and need to live at a price they can afford, will be more resilient through market cycles. And this enables you to deliver value to the customer, which is your tenant, with less risk. You can also protect your wealth by minimizing physical and transition risks. So, for example, you might want to consider avoiding properties with physical risks of climate change, such as properties in areas at high risk of flooding, and also to avoid properties with high transition risks. Now, these transition risks are largely associated with new regulations coming in, with the goal of the UK achieving its net carbon zero target. It's very difficult to quantify the cost of transition before regulations have come in, but it is likely to be expensive. You need to factor this in across your existing portfolio and next acquisitions in order to benefit from this trend. So just moving on to growing value, growing your wealth. Well, clearly housing is of crucial importance to the wider population as a source of wealth and economic activity and as a driver of living standards. So if you can price in the cost of transition, there are some good deals to be had over the coming years. The commercial property sector illustrates how the markets can start to price in what's called a green premium. So this means that tenants and potential buyers are actually willing to pay more for more environmentally efficient buildings. So such properties are then worth more to the investor. In the residential sector, this green premium or its converse, the brown discount, is kind of now being catalyzed by new minimum efficient energy standards that I mentioned earlier, which affect your ability to rent the property out and will increasingly affect your ability to borrow from banks who are feeling the top-down pressure to lend only to more sustainable causes. So buy green or make your properties greener to align with this shift and maximize your ability to grow the value of your portfolio. So for long-term investors in UK residential property, profit maximization is not really any longer the only consideration. Your investments must increasingly be profitable as well as sustainable. They must be economically resilient with positive ESG metrics. Long-term investors could suffer from the associated risks and could benefit from potential improvements to cash flow, wealth preservation and value growth that come with the rising importance of sustainability.
So if you're not already considering how to factor in sustainability when you review your current portfolio and your next acquisitions, it's time to do so now. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Return. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review as this really helps other people to find the podcast.